Hey everyone, welcome back to Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast, where we help landscapers like yourself take your business to the next level. Now today, we have a very special episode for you as we replay one of our past episodes on the number one tips we have for hiring employees. Now with the spring rush upon us, many landscape business owners are looking to expand their teams. And this episode comes at the perfect time to provide you with some of the essential tips you need to hire the next best employee. So whether you're just starting out or been in business for many years, this episode will provide you with some of those practical tips you need to help you attract, hire, and change the best employees for your team. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the replay of our number one tips on hiring employees with the Million Dollar Landscaper. If you've ever struggled the daily grind of making and keeping track of work orders, you have to check out Easy Beasy. Easy Beasy's easy to use, easy to learn, affordable work order and time clock app with unlimited users included with every subscription. Make and edit work orders anytime, anywhere you're working, at your desk, in your truck, on the job site, even on your couch. With Easy Beasy, you can easily copy work orders to use over and over, which is great for mowing and plowing. You can also keep track of employee timesheets, contact your customers, add notes, instructions, even pictures of your jobs. Easy Beasy works on Android and Apple devices or any tablet or computer. Easy Beasy also has a wide variety of reports so you can have all the info you need for billing right from your phone. Say goodbye to paying for extra users because everyone gets unlimited users on EasyBeasy. Try EasyBeasy for free for 30 days. Visit easybeasy.app forward slash MDL to sign up. EasyBeasy is a simple work order and time clock app for mow crews, hardscape crews, and everything in between. Start saving time and money with EasyBeasy. Visit easybeasy.app forward slash MDL to sign up today. We want to take a quick second to tell you about our friends over at Cycle CPA. I can't even express to you how important it is to have a good accountant on your side. You know you want accurate bookkeeping and financial statements every month. Instead, you're often left with limited time to focus on the accounting side of your business and no reports to show for it. At Cycle CPA, the landscaping accountants, they not only handle the bookkeeping, but also provide landscape industry benchmarking, job costing, financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA has a team of landscaping accountants available to provide anything from bookkeeping to CFO services. Visit CycleCPA.com and for $100 off, mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are going to chat about employees because it's been a hot topic all season. It's always going to be a topic. It's always going to be a topic. I think you're right. <laughs> so we figured we would just chat about it a little more today because we all struggle with finding great people. This is like a universal problem. It's, it is. And I haven't seen anywhere that's not. And I think it's been a little bit harder lately with COVID because it seems like a lot of people are... Uh, Rather just stay home. Yeah, then, with all the unemployment yeah, benefit things. Yeah, yeah I that, mean, it's coming to an end now. But, that played into it. But everything I've been reading on our Landscape Business Owners page, it's been It's a been a time. struggle. Yes. And so when you do find good people, you want to keep them. That's so, right. And we've talked about this before, how there isn't really like unicorn employees out mm-hmm. there. You're probably going to not find that one special yeah. sparkly person. And if you do, they're going to cost you a lot of money or always be looking for somewhere better. And there's not a magical place to go find employees. I keep waiting for us to discover this and then we will market it and be rich like gajillionaires. But I haven't found that yet either. Nope. But what we can offer uh, 
is our number one tips for hiring employees. And we actually have different number one tips. My, mm-hmm. my number one is different from Scott's. And so you're kind of getting a twofer today. So my number one's I think is better. Mine's always better. This is not even like debatable. <laughs> so we, I will go ahead with mine first well, since you're being first. snarky. My number one tip is to stop trying to hire perfect employees. And this is something that I have done with the last two full-time employees that I have had to hire. I interview people and I don't always take the person with the best or most experience. I really don't. I look for just like a flat out good person that's eager to work, has a good attitude, seems like that they really actually want the job. They're not just like surfing around to hop away from the job they don't like. They really genuinely take an interest in and know a lot about the job, you know, have some good baseline knowledge about it. But like I said, they don't have to be perfect. They don't have to have the most knowledge. Mm -hmm. And these are people that are also local. I don't know if that always matters. Like I, I don't always take people that are like, oh, I'm willing to move for it. I've taken people that are local, that have family in the area. Sometimes they have their own family, like a wife and a kid's because I know that they are going to want to stick around to support their family. So, And I can definitely see the local part of it because mm-hmm. where we live, we're about a half hour, 45 minutes out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And we've had workers that lived in the Chicago area and they'd have to travel every morning. And so they're leaving an hour more mm-hmm. earlier every morning to come home. And then they got the long drive back through. Heavy right. Traffic, and it's so. not that they were bad employees, no, but I don't blame them. I don't want that commute. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. So, yeah. So that is, it's one thing that I look for is yeah. how local are they? And I really try to look at the whole picture of their attitude, their knowledge, plus the likelihood that they're going to stick around. The, yeah. the one guy that I hired, he's actually in grad school here locally. So is he going to be here forever? No. But am I going to get three, four good years out of him while he's still in school? Yes. Well, the good thing, too, is being that he's in grad school, that means he's willing to learn. He knows how to learn. Mm -hmm. And you can train him to fit whatever position you need him to fit into. Right. Because on paper, if you looked at at his stuff, yeah, he was maybe not. Like I said, there was people that knew more about the job than him. He wasn't Mm -hmm. like the perfect shiny gold star fit. But he just he checked all the boxes. He was Mm -hmm. willing to learn. You know, he fit the culture bright kid. He's just an all around good apple. And I will take somebody who I know is probably going to leave, but maybe not for three, four years. And for the position that I hired him for, that was completely appropriate and okay. I think like you said, he's excited about the job. That's very important. That's part of the attitude you need to hire for. You Mm -hmm. need somebody that's excited for it and wants to be there. One thing I liked is he asks a lot of questions too. I Mm -hmm. mean, because I do, of course I do my best to make sure that I trained him as well as I can, but we all forget things. Mm -hmm. And he is someone who will ask questions instead of messing up. And so I liked that as well. So my number one tip is Yeah, even if it's not the best on paper or whatever, sometimes you just have to find a good employee that's going to stick around that you can kind of mold into what you want them to be. And that kind of plays into Scott's number one tip. I guess that's a pretty good tip. It is. (laughs) So my number one tip is onboarding those new people. So once you go through the hiring process, you find that person that you you feel is going to be a good fit for your company. You need to onboard them. And onboarding is basically setting the employee up to win from the very beginning. Basically, what you're doing is you're creating like a step-by-step checklist of everything that they need to do even before they even start. So from the very first time when they pull into your parking lot, where do they need to park? You know, do they need to bring the lunch? Whatever it is, you need to create a step-by-step checklist that you go over with this person so they can, you know, they're set up to win directly from the beginning. Yeah. And this will eliminate some of the things that you are thinking 
that are just annoying and they're stupid. Like mm-hmm. if they don't know where to park and they park yeah. somewhere weird, they, well, it seems weird to you, but it might not seem weird to them because mm-hmm. they just don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe they parked in front of the dumpster because this is their first job and they don't know that you just don't park in front of the dumpster. Yeah. I don't know. That yeah. seems like an extreme example, but it could happen yeah. because they just won't look at things the same way you do, especially if they're younger and this is like a first or even maybe second or job. You know, yeah. they just don't know. And it will just save you a lot of irritation <laughs> if you yeah. go ahead and just plan for that ahead of time. Absolutely. As you know, we're, we're huge fans of systems. And if you take a systematic approach to onboarding those new employees, it's a, a great way to set them up to win. And inside the Millionaire Academy, we have this onboarding checklist that you go through to ensure they're line by line, everything is covered from yes, all sit, policies. Yes, you can sit down and think about what are all the dumb thing questions mm-hmm. I've gotten or what are all the things that I don't need them to be bugging me about? What are things that I can get out in front of? Let them know ahead of time so mm-hmm. then they don't have to pester yep. you about it. They don't have to talk to you about it because this is where you can take that, you know, pretty decent employee that I hired that might not be perfect, but then you can take Scott's approach and mold them into the perfect employee. Yep. <laughs> and I want you to think back to the very first time you, you know, started a new job. You were probably confused on what to do or, you know, where to go. I always hate starting yeah. a new job. Well, cause I just, I get a little anxious cause mm-hmm. I don't like things like not knowing where the bathroom is or not mm-hmm. knowing where I'm supposed to put my lunch or where mm-hmm. I'm supposed to park. I get anxious and I hate not knowing where to go to get information because I like information. So if I don't know where to go to get the job sheets or I don't know where to like I need a day off and I don't know where the the time off forms are like I hate having to ask for those things. I just want to know where all the things are. Yeah. And this is exactly what that new person is feeling when they join. So, you know, you can make it easier for them to transition your business. The more, you know, they're going to enjoy coming to work and know what to do and how to do it. And it's just going to make it more comfortable. Well, and it will help with wrapping them into your employee culture as Mm -hmm. well, because, you know, there's always going to be like some employee that's going to snark like, oh, God, the new person is so stupid. They don't know this and they don't know that. And it's not that they're stupid. It's just that they just joined your business Mm -hmm. and they just don't know how you guys do things. Yeah. And I've actually read that if you have a good onboarding process, there's a 60% chance of them staying at least three years or more. Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge. Like we need to keep our employees, especially we spend all the time training them and, you know, for them to learn how to, you know, install that hardscape patio or, or water feature or whatever it is. You need to keep those people. You spend a lot of time and a lot of money into it, you know, more than you actually really think about. So, yeah. And some things might be different. Even if you did hire somebody that came from another business, your company might just be a little bit different. We had our guys like tuck in their shirt, have clean pants. Like, you know, I'm not a fan of like the cutoff shirt and holes in your britches. That's just not the look that we were going for. So it's just not what we did. But somebody could have come from another company where they're a perfectly fine employee. The work that they did was great, but they were allowed to cut their sleeves off Mm -hmm. and have ripped up jeans. So something little like this. If you just let them know ahead of time, hey, don't come in looking like that, then you don't have to worry about having to reprimand them for it. And then I've also had, you know, where you hire that new person and your crew leader ends up coming to you at the end of the day and, hey, I don't think this guy's going to work out. You start asking yourself, you know, why, you know, because I've had the same situation happen. And is it because they just didn't know what to do or were they just generally lazy? I mean, it very well could be, but you need to find out and make sure you have set them up to win from the beginning and make sure they have clear instructions on what they yes. can or can't do in your business. Because I've run into the fact that some people are just worker bees. Not mm-hmm. everybody is going to take the initiative to get no. things done, 
and do things the way you want them done. And it's not that they're bad employees or they're lazy. They're just the type of person that takes instruction well, but doesn't necessarily, what's the word I'm looking for? They don't have take initiative. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine. Like that's one of the things you need to look out mm-hmm. for. You need to train You got to have worker bees. Well, you yeah. also have to teach your team leader to understand that, that this person, he's not going to take the initiative. That's just not how he's Mm-hmm. Wired. Is. Some people just aren't wired like that. So you have to tell them what the next step is going to be. So you may but they'll have to do whatever yeah. you ask. Yes. It's so once again, it's not that they're bad employees. Yeah. They just need a little more instruction than yeah. others. And, you know, eventually they'll probably grab on that. Hey, after I do this step, I need to go to this step. But you have to learn to read those people and understand how they work. And then in order for you to keep them and move them forward. So, yeah, that's the type of person, though, that if you give them a list of what they need to do for the day or just keep them going, you know, just mm-hmm. little gentle reminders. OK, here's what we're doing next. Yep. Here's what we're doing next. Then they'll knock it out and get it done. And like we said, if you go over these topics from the very beginning, you know, you're setting that person up to win from the beginning and it's going to save you a lot of headaches in the long run. This is why if you sit down today and you create that checklist and go line by line of everything, you know, from the point. Yeah, we have a whole yeah onboarding process inside of our academy just because we know that it can be a little daunting to think about trying to write this Mm -hmm. all out and get that all done. So we do have that all done for you. Yeah. And we we understand like you can't really just hire a person and spend a day or two going over all these things. So if you have that checklist and we go over the first five things on your checklist today and then tomorrow we're going to go over five more things and whether it's just going a handbook or whatever it is. It's a process. And Mm -hmm. I, in my own personal life experience, I have experienced everything from I've had jobs where they took an entire week Mm -hmm. to onboard us, like literally five days of nothing but learning about the company, how we do things, driving around and looking at stuff. And then I have had jobs where they're like, oh, yeah, you're hired and you're on your own. Bye. So I've experienced both extremes. Yeah, I remember you worked for a spraying company for a little while. And oh, yeah. In Indianapolis, they did an okay job. Theirs was maybe kind of in the middle, but they like trained you in theory. It's like it's one thing to like tell you things and it's another thing to execute things. So they did a lot of like in theory training. Here's how you do this. But then they kicked me out on my own, like in like two days. Yeah, you didn't have any hands on. Like I remember you calling me because you're upset about the chemical. Well, they sent me out in like a 900 gallon tanker truck that had like three separate tanks. And so that's a lot of pumps and a lot of valves when you're new. And yes, I had read the manuals and I had seen the videos, but I had never actually physically done it by myself. But they sent me out to physically do it by myself. Yes. And I messed up the backflow and luckily it was just fertilizer. It was in the road. But anyway, God, why'd you have to bring that up? So scarring. So anyway, <laughs> so they, they had done a good process. They had done a good job with the, like in theory, mm-hmm. like that portion of it, but they did not do a very good job on the hands-on part of it. And I failed by <laughs> dumping a couple hundred gallons of fertilizer in the street. Well, I think that's a good example of, you know, may think you're doing a good job, but you're, you know, you're missing a couple of points here, you know, as far as the onboarding process or going through and training people. So, yeah, no, like I said, uh, they, they did half of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job with half of it, but you can't, yeah, just, and, and what was I like 22 when that happened? Yeah, so it was, was really we were just dating time. And yeah. Yeah. I remember you're quite upset and quite mad. Well, nobody wants to fail. And this is a perfect example of I didn't want to fail. Mm -hmm. And I, like I said, I had done the work. I had, like I said, I'd read manuals and I had studied and and watched the videos, but some things you just have to learn hands on. And so I didn't mess it up after that. (laughs) All right. What else you got? We want to do a fun question of the day. Oh, yeah. Before we get to our fun question, I just wanted to let everybody know on the topic of employees in our landscaping business owners free Facebook group, we are going to have a guest here probably in October. 
just to talk about employees. Um, he's just he's a landscaper, but he's been doing a really good job, especially with what is it, Gen Z? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. talking a lot about well, working with the younger folks. And so we're going to be doing a Facebook Live with him sometime in October. Once we have more details, we'll let you know. So but we're going to yeah have a guest on to chat some about employee yep. stuff here soon. All right, All so right, we're going to do a, a fun for question for you. Let's pull something out here and see what we got. All right. Which talent would you most like to have? That I do not currently? Correct. Ooh. A talent, not a superpower? A talent. Oh, I spend I more time thinking about superpowers than I do talent. Um, I don't know. I guess I sometimes wish I could sing because I cannot. Because I like to play. I play the mountain dulcimer and I play in a group. And none of us sing very well. So it would be nice. Like, I wish I had like that God given talent of just being able to like belt something out. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I can, but it's nobody wants to hear it. That's so. honestly what I thought you were going to say. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So yeah, no, it would be nice because yep. yeah, it would just be more fun because like I said, we play in this group and like, we'll sometimes like all sing like a little bit together very <laughs> quietly, but it would be nice if we had somebody who could, who could really belt it out. So real quick too, before we go, if you want to find out more about like an onboarding process or, you know, have something done for you, check out the Million Dollar Academy. We have those kind of things done for you inside there. Yep, Enrollment is open at the moment. So yeah, we do as much for you as we can, but everything is editable. And so, yeah, we can make anything fit your business. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today. Have a great day. That's a wrap on another exciting episode here of the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. Now, thank you for joining us on this journey and thank you for being a member of our community. Remember our motto, do it dirty means just get started and not be afraid of making mistakes. We honestly believe this is one of the keys to the success in this industry and in life. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment, head over to Apple and leave us a review. Your support helps us reach more listeners and bring even more value to the show. Until next time, keep doing it dirty and grow your business to new heights.